Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Here we go. Coming to you live right here in beautiful Los Angeles. If you don't mind, I will begin at the beginning. It's a new day. Let's get going. One, two, three. Bad boy. Four, five, six. V.I.G. Ah! Anyway, I'll be back. Right, I got some new music coming up. I got the new doll skin, and then I'm gonna. After the break, I'm gonna play one of the bands I met in Japan, in Tokyo last year. They, they took us over to the Japanese Denny's which was quite amazing to go to Denny's in Tokyo. Yeah, Denny's in Japan. you got to check that out. It's hard to get American food at the Denny's there. And now. Anyway, here's something that I played earlier on the show. You might enjoy. I hope you did. It's this guy named... Um, God, um... It's what? I lost the CD. Oh, no. Here it is. It's on the floor. How to get on the floor. Anyway. Our feature presentation. <laughs> How to get on the floor. How did it get on the floor? I miss him. I miss him a lot. R.I.P. Rodney, man. He's, He's a good man. He's still alive. I can't believe he died so young. He didn't. He's very He's much alive. He looked the same for no, the last still like, alive, 40 man. years of his yeah. life. Yeah. Well, I haven't seen That's him true. He has looked the same for the last 40 true. years of his life. Which means he looked terrible at 30. <laughs> morning, everybody. It's a uh, brand new Kevin and Bean show. It's Thursday morning, the 8th of November. Um, we have to start with the, uh, the news of the last few hours. I uh, feel, as usual, uh, unqualified to discuss mass same. shootings. Same. But I also am a human being who lives in the world, and uh, I'm trying to figure out how to how, how to process it. Because uh, look, the one the ones that make the news, and if you don't know, if you're if you wake up with uh, your alarm goes off as our show begins each day, maybe you don't know, but the borderline bar and grill in uh, Thousand Oaks last night, which is a very popular and packed place last night with mostly college students, had a mass shooting last night. Guy walks in around 11.30 or so and just opens fire and starts uh, starts killing people. And uh, I think 12 dead inside, including a uh, including a uh, Ventura County Sheriff Sergeant. And, um, and the shooter himself is dead as well. But you see these stories and they make uh, national news. You know, this will be a big, big story today and part of tomorrow and then it will be gone. These stories happen every single day, but you have to have, you know, eight, nine, ten before it becomes a major story. Every single day, there's two, there's three, there's four, there's five. Every single day in America. And I, there's nothing I can do about it, and I don't know how to process it. How do you, what do you do? I mean, I mean you same. don't just want to go, same. you don't just want to go, oh, that happened, and then move on with your day. It, it deserves some thought and some reflection. But you're so detached from that situation Mm-hmm. You don't know how to help. You don't know what to do. You have no idea how to process it, like you just said. It, it's almost impossible. 
so I don't know. how do you how do you guys handle it? What do you what do you do? I mean, you'll see this news and you'll your heart will break and you'll feel te- you'll feel so sad for these people and then what? Just forget about it and move on with your yeah, day because it, it doesn't affect us. One. Save it up for the next one. Save a little bit of em- empathy for the next one because there will be a next one. Probably later today, maybe tomorrow. Mm-hmm. It's absurd. But you don't want to feel that way. and You don't want to feel that way. No. Right. But you have a choice. And, and by the way, and, uh, you know, one of the longest ongoing debates in this country is over gun control. We don't know if gun control would have had any effect on this shooting at all. It's too early to know what kind of gun it was, what the person's motivation was, whether it was legal. You know, we, there's so many questions that we have. But for everybody who says this, this, this isn't the time to talk about gun control, there never is a time to talk about gun control because there's another shooting every 24 hours. And even if you did talk about gun control, you can't go in everybody's house and pull out all their guns. You know, the only thing you can do is try to catch these people ahead of time by people being super perceptive around them and know like the the synagogue shooter in Pittsburgh, somebody around him should have realized what that dude was up to. There but, were a lot of signs after the fact that would have indicated, here's a guy who's getting ready to blow, right? Sure, you say that, but how many times have authorities been notified of people that seem dangerous? Sometimes they follow up and say, oh, didn't find much, can't do anything. Mm-hmm. It, there's no checks and balances that seem to work at this point. And I guess you're right, Allie. And I guess that's part of the frustration is our best efforts are making zero impact in mm-hmm. stopping this from happening. And that's what's frustrating is it's not like we're not all aware that it's a problem. There are certainly some people who could be more helpful to solve the problem than they have been. Looking at you, the NRA. But there are also people who are really, really trying hard. And it, you, you just you literally, if you have more guns than people in a country, you can't stop anyone from snapping and going out and deciding to shoot a whole bunch of people. In addition to the uh, Ventura County Sheriff's uh, Sergeant, by the way, who was killed, um, there are uh, 12, 12, uh, I guess 11 others, plus the shooter dead, dozens of people in the hospital who have been wounded. But there are so many stories of heroism, as there always are. People breaking out windows and helping others jump from the second story to get out of the building, for instance. You know, people, a lot of people got hurt because of that, because of the glass. But, I mean, there's always people who are trying, you know, and, and if there's a bright side, at least, it, you know, people don't just lay down and let it happen. People fight back. At least there's that. But you shouldn't have to. You're out. You're 19 years old. I heard yeah. a girl on the news this morning who was celebrating her 18th birthday. That's what she was doing last night. Mm. Yeah. Between her and the, the sheriff was retiring at the end of this year. Yes. Just Yes, he was. It's just, it's devastating. And I saw a girl that said... I listened to what my dad always told me if there was a shooter. And I thought to myself, my God, your dad had warnings about what to do if a gunman ever came into where you were. I didn't mm-hmm. have that when I was a kid. No. I got, yeah, don't no, talk to strangers. That was it. Have a good day. You'll be fine. Now it's, oh, honey, here's what you do in case you're somewhere where there's a mass shooting. This well, is how, how young are kids taught that, the, the shooting drills in school now? It's I mean, insane. aren't they second third fourth grade something oh, like that they're kindergarten to, yeah really if you're if you're in a school you need to learn what to do how to drop where to go have a meeting point everybody needs this now it's crazy they have not released information about the shooter yet but uh witnesses say that he was a white male who looked to be between 19 and 25 years old oh, by the geez. way 
which is uh, it's how do you get that screwed up that young? I don't I don't know. You know, it's it's useless to uh, to speculate. And I'll tell you one more thing that I heard this morning that I just couldn't even believe. I didn't hear anyone this had happened to, but I heard multiple reports that there were people there because it was a country music night mm-hmm. at Borderlines. There were people there who were also at the Las Vegas oh, Route God. 51. Oh wow. Shooting. Can you imagine? No, no, I'd never go out again. Mm-mm. That's horrific. I, mean, yeah. I think I would give up my love for country music at that point. I would just say it's too dangerous. You know, you just can't. You can't, you can't even imagine two being in two situations like that. Yeah. But anyway, it's a very popular uh, borderline bar and grill. is very popular with a lot oh, of our. I used uh, to listeners. go there. It was Everybody that was used the to place in To. That was it. Yep. You lying people, hands? I did. <laughs> I absolutely did. Don't think I didn't. Of course. <laughs> people from Ventura, the Conejo Valley, lots of students from Pepperdine go there. It's a super popular bar with Pepperdine and other schools in the area. K-Rock used to do a bunch of promotions there, bar hits and stuff like that there. So anyway, I, I know that this isn't the show that people are going to come to for this. I had to say something about it because I feel like you can't just ignore it and Mm -hmm. go on. But I do urge you for continuing coverage to tune into our sister station, If especially if you are immediately affected. There's a lot of good information on the air over there at KNX AM 1070 or the K-Earth HD Radio 2 or on the radio.com app. But if you're looking for something different, you just want to yuck it up a little bit and keep that in the back of your mind, we'll be here for you as well today. Yeah, it's a tough balance, but we always try to provide the alternative to... You know, the news, politics, mm-hmm. this kind of thing. Right. We try to stay away from it and give you something else to focus on. And uh, like Bean said, if you need to focus on it, there are stations that you can go to that will do, be doing it 24-7. Let's talk about today's Kevin and Bean show, shall we? Let me tell you, it's a racist question. Not sure it is. Uh, Eve's Robot Dreams Sex Brothel. Oh. Now we're talking. Bean's back. <laughs> now I feel great. <laughs> Happiest day of my life. What are you kidding me? And in Southern California, yes. West Hollywood. Coming to West Hollywood, yes. Oh, it's going to be so convenient for all of us. I'm sorry? If it's, I've said for the people who want to go there, I see. Okay. it's going to be very convenient for people who live in that, that neighborhood. But Kevin, you can stop in on your way to work. I, I mean, don't, that's how convenient I don't it have, is. are women still alive? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay, then I'm out. But you know how they talk. You're a miracle. <laughs> All right, that's not the word I'd choose. Uh, people are dumb on the program today. Uh, that's beer, the word she'd choose. Beer Mug's got yeah. another side hustle that we're going to have to get into. Uh-oh. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah. Um, we have a mystery object that's floating by Earth that's going to kill us all anyway. So, Oh, thank God. Right? RJ Bell takes a look at the, the NFL Week 10, gives us his picks, and we're going to check in with Dr. Drew as well. We'll take a break. We'll come back with what's happening next. The Kevin and Bean Show. The world-famous K-Rock. And that means it's time for our first look at what's happening. Here's Miss Helen McKay. Well, we know that Ray Donovan star Leah Schreiber is going to be the host of SNL this weekend with musical guest Lil Wayne. But we all know now who's going to be returning for his third time on November 17th. It's Mr. Steve Carell. All right. All right. Okay. That'd be fun. Absolutely. He's going to be joined by R&B singer-songwriter Ella Mai. So that'll oh. be good. They're going to get all booed up. They're going to get all booed <laughs> up indeed. So, how Bean. Is, uh, how is Lip Shriver going to be? Uh, Horrible. Energetic. Um, his voice is actually really high. You don't notice that. Is that right? Because... Like he's helium? Yeah, he yeah. does a really low voice as nice. Ray Donovan. A lot of people don't know how great of an actor he is. 
That's not his voice at all. Yeah, he sounds like a girl. <laughs> None of that is true. No. Um, I think he'll be great, and I'll tell you why. Um, when you guys were out, we did an interview with Liev Schreiber, um, Ralph and I. Yeah. And uh-huh. I'm not going to lie, the first, like, 10 seconds of it, Ralph and I looked at each other like, oh, oh God. <laughs> oh, no. why We've all did, been there. Why did we say we'd do this? And then it's like someone shot him in the arm. He was so fun. Oh, wow. And he had such a great attitude. He was charming, really funny. So I feel actually pretty good if that Liev Schreiber shows up, not the, um, you know, 10 second before sure. Liev. It's okay. going to be great. I assume it'll be that one. That's yeah, good news. he'll be great. Plus, he's so damn hot. Like, who really cares? Right. Right, ladies <laughs> and some gentlemen. <laughs> Who's with you me? haven't uh, you oh. haven't seen uh, the first two episodes of this year's Ray Donovan. I haven't. But Ray has been going through a bad time, as you know, since his wife died, mm-hmm. and he has just let himself go. He's so fat now, Ali. Oh, he gained all sorts of weight, and he's just drunk all the time, and he is a mess. How how have I, I not I, dated him? I <laughs> I am telling you, you would you would not be hot for for Liv Schreiber on Ray Donovan this season so far. Really? Is it yeah. real weight, or is is he? Wearing prosthetics or anything? I or think, I he think it's real it? weight. Oh, I think he, it looks like it looks like he gained gained the weight for it. Oh, it was better for Ali. <laughs> that was very odd. <laughs> sure, <wasn't> why? It? <laughs> <laughs> well, wow. Maybe I'll I'll record this uh, SNL just to check him out. But obviously, they've shot the show, so yeah, he doesn't look yeah. the same now. I'm right. sure he's back to where he was. All right, I'm back, back to, to not his, watching. His dreamy weight. Okay, excellent. But Steve Carell, I'll be looking forward to that. Yeah, agreed. Absolutely. And uh, if you're going to Tyler, the Creator's Camp Flogna Carnival this weekend, have fun. If you're not and you couldn't get tickets, well, don't worry because you can watch it. It's going to be streamed on YouTube. This uh, two-day event, amazing lineup, by the way, if you haven't heard of it. It's uh, Tyler, the Creator, as well as Post Malone, Lauren Hill, SZA, ASAP Rocky, Pusha T, Raphael Sadiq, Kanye West, and Kid uh, Cuddy performing wow. as Kid See Ghost. It's Ghosts. I just made it singular. (laughs) I said kids see ghost, which would only be Kid Cudi. (laughs) I guess Kanye wouldn't show up. It's kids see ghosts. That's That's an amazing lineup. Yeah, it's a great lineup. This is going to be a blast this weekend. So if you can't go and you just feel like having a big Camp Flognock Carnival right there on your couch, you can because it will be streamed on YouTube. So congratulations, lazy asses. You win this round. Let me tell you about Tyler, the creator. What is your spirit animal? I have a bunch of spirit animals. I'm a squirrel. I'm a whale. I'm a goat. And I'm a dragon. Well, what does that mean? I don't know. There you go. Okay. <laughs> I'll tell you this. I know you guys had him in and he was awful and only gave one word answers. He's phenomenal to watch in interviews because you get that that Larry got or uh-huh. what you guys got. There's no in between. He is always messing with people. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I yeah. find joy in that. If you if you want to laugh, see the first time that he showed up on KTLA with Sam Rubin. Oh, is that if right? If you want to see a man that had no idea, A, who he was interviewing, and B, how to deal with him, oh, I have joy just thinking about it. God bless you, Tyler, the creator. All right, some birthdays for you guys. Longtime Dodgers fan, Mary Hart. It's really the only time we see her now, sitting behind Every home game, plate. Every game, right behind home plate. Tara Reed. Parker Posey, Jack Osborne, Gordon Ramsay, Matthew Reese, SZA, Laura Jane Grace, Against Me singer, and our very own 
Jensen Carp. Oh, no kidding. Happy birthday, Jensen. Bong, bong. Out there on your honeymoon, living your best life. <laughs> Is he ever going to work? I mean, doubt it. I mean, you just got hired. Would you? No. All right. That's what's happening. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. There are a lot of, uh, a lot of reasons to be disappointed these days. You know, the Dodgers didn't win the World Series, for instance. Uh, other things. <laughs> All right. <laughs> trying to keep it light. I mean, there are a lot of things. But you were I'm trying, trying to, to think of anything except the shooting, and nothing came to your mind. Yeah, that's true. Oh, that's sad. But let me tell you why I am most disappointed. Let me tell you the heartbreak of uh, of being me is they're trying to raise $155,000 for this new sex robot brothel in West Hollywood. Mm-hmm. It's an Indiegogo campaign. As of right now, again, the goal, $155,000. As of right now, $2,634. Wow. What are you doing, people? And that's all beans money. Right? Well, I, mine was you, the first 2000 You need yeah, to double it. <laughs> I'm just saying, what, what does it take to get you to open up your wallet? It's a sex robot brothel in West Hollywood. I think maybe the part of that that turns people off is the, ro- is the word robot. Really? Yes. That's the draw. All right, let's uh-huh. hear. Let's go to the Indiegogo. Mm. And uh, we always talk about the music that they put on these. I think you're going to especially love this one. <laughs> Hi, I'm Unicol Unicron, and I'm opening the world's first consent-focused robot brothel. Okay, there's a lot to unpack in that first four seconds. Consent first of all, what? Yes, consent-focused robot brothel have there been a lot of people just attacking robots out of nowhere and having sex with them without their consent has that been a problem do the robots have a will i that i have all many great questions, questions. Yeah. yeah well fortunately we're going to be talking to the woman uh, later in the show whose voice you just heard who i doubt her real name is unicol unicron but that's what she says her name wow. is the ceo of eve's robot dreams all right, let me play that again and then listen to the music kick in with excitement once she <laughs> delivers her pitch. Hi, I'm Unicol Unicron, and I'm opening the world's first consent-focused robot brothel. Eve's <laughs> <laughs> Robot Dreams is a experience gallery designed for people to come in and interact with robots like Harmony. Okay, could she? Is it possible for her to be further from the microphone? I don't think it is. Okay, I don't, she does adjust it later, and it does get better. Okay, so she's sitting there with a robot named Harmony, and she's talking about you know all the things that you can do. And by the way, we'll talk to her about this. She believes, and I don't know what her past experience is with robots. She believes that there are plenty of people who will come in and dress them up and have conversations with them. She said a lot of people treat them like little kids treat their dolls. Yes. Oh. Dress them up and have conversations. Well, I had dolls. I didn't do the next part. <laughs> right. Exactly. All right. Here's more from Unicole Unicron. In either public or private settings, everyone will have different reasons for wanting to interact with our robots. Some people are just going to be curious. Other people are going to have social anxiety, be on the autism spectrum, or maybe they're just lonely. Whatever your reason is, you can find a lot of comfort in these robots. By the way, uh, public can you, or can you can you can you find a lot of comfort comfort in a robot? I would think if you were a you a, lo- a lonely person and you're trying to simulate the sex experience, I would yeah. think you would find comfort. That make in you a less yeah. lonely being well, with a robot for a moment. Yeah, maybe okay. it would. Look, how about a little less of what you're saying and a okay, little more sorry. of... Shut up and take my money! Right? Okay, sorry, my bad. Go ahead, Dean. I think we're about to meet Harmony in this clip, if I remember correctly. 
My body is made from platinum gray silicone. My skin is supple and firm. My body is made for ultimate pleasure and I can't wait for you to feel it. It's very important how we approach this technology. Okay. That is she so sounds weird. sexy. Because I say that when I'm out. That's my pitch to guys. <laughs> <laughs> my body is designed for ultimate pleasure. They could they could work a little harder on the making the voice more natural, right? What does she look like, though, Bean? Does she she look... looks like every sex robot you've ever seen, which is Okay, so bad. Which yes. Which <laughs> okay. is not a real person. So voice I mean... bad, look bad. Well, it's not that she doesn't look bad, but unless you like Barbie dolls, which right. is what these all, for some reason, all these sex robots, they think that there's nobody out there who doesn't want watermelon-sized breasts and a 16-inch waist. I don't know why that's the only size they make for sex robots, mm. but that's You have real complaints about this. <laughs> I have a lot of feelings. If we do it right, it can fulfill all of our desires. Mm. I feel like we could have a really good time together. I feel like we could even fall in love. When you support this campaign, you'll help us open our first location in West Hollywood, California. You can be one of the first people to interact with this technology. Okay, now, we were looking at the Indiegogo yesterday mm-hmm. because you know they, they always have uh, various levels that you can participate in. Right, you for get instance, rewards for certain things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for instance, 45 bucks, you get a poster. <laughs> 55 bucks. I don't know why you want a poster. What's a poster? 55 bucks, you get to meet a robot. I don't even want to meet the robot, let alone a poster. Only $60 to have sex with a doll. Oh. Which seems extremely low. That's very affordable. That's $60 to have sex with a doll. This is one of the things we have to ask our guest about later. $122 to have sex with a robot. Now, what's going on there? What? Wait, what? Yes. So there's there's a a doll doll separate from a robot? Apparently, okay. well, yeah, the robot would be talking to you all of that. The doll is just a doll. Okay. Oh, maybe so. Yeah. yeah. And here's here's the capper. Uh, <laughs> and this is why I need a GoFundMe so that I can pay for this on the mm-hmm. Indiegogo. Mm-hmm. If you are willing to put down ten grand, Kevin, you can take one of the robot sex dolls' virginity. <laughs> you can be the first the, uh, to use that okay. robot. You always said you never want to go second when it comes to a robot. I mean, I never want to go at all, but I <laughs> certainly don't want to go second. This is your chance to go ten thousand dollars wow. for only ten. No, for only oh, ten thousand dollars. My bad. Yeah. Sounded like a lot to me. Mugs, what do you think? Take my money now, right? <laughs> oh God, this is scary. It's Kevin and Bean on K Rock. K Rock. K R O Q. We came on the air uh, first thing this morning at 5.30, and we said, look, we're not uh, qualified to discuss the tragic and awful events that went on in Thousand Oaks last night at the Borderline Bar and Grill. Uh, but it's a story, uh, obviously, we feel. And if you need more information, please go to KNX 1070 or through the Radio.com app and get updates as you need them. We're here for you if you want something else. But we do want to dip in and find out what the very latest is with uh, one of our fine reporters at our sister station, KNX, who's been on the scene all morning long. Craig Figner joins us from Thousand Oaks right now. Hey, Craig, thanks for squeezing us in. How's it going out there this morning? Well, this is a tough scene. You know, these are always tough. But this uh, mass shooting, you know, the, the case is with these that there's always the, there are always these big unanswered questions because we don't know the identities of the victims. You have openly grieving people out here who are searching for answers, don't know if their loved ones are one of the people, the 12 dead. Uh, so 12 killed in this shooting started at 1120 last night. Uh, one of them is a sheriff's deputy and the shooter is also dead. 
and they've just identified him. He's 28 years of age. His name is Ian David Long. We don't have a motive yet, but we do understand from sheriff's investigators that he had some previous law enforcement contacts. He's a, a veteran, and they also, in one of these previous law enforcement contacts, know that, uh, that there was an observation that maybe he suffered from some type of PTSD. We oh, don't know wow. how all that connects to what happened last night, but, but uh, there was this shooting. Uh, according to witnesses I've been talking to, he goes in, he's dressed in all black, and he's got a, a handgun and uh, opens fire, kills uh, two people right up front, goes into the club. They say maybe threw down some of these smoke devices to distract, to create confusion. Mm -hmm. And then there's more shooting. And while all this is happening, there's this sheriff's deputy who, with a CHP officer, they respond, go in, try and bust this up, try and, you know, help people. And the sheriff's deputy is shot and killed. Just an unbelievable tragedy out here in Thousand Oaks. How many people were in the club at the time, roughly? We... We understand it was college night and there was a kind of a special event. Some people bust in and it was also 18 and overnight. So that also played a factor. So it was a younger crowd for the, for the bar. And we understand, you know, a little over a hundred people. It was 1120 and the music thumping. It's loud. People are having a good time. And then suddenly all that's overpowered by this, this sound of, of gunfire. What, uh, what do you know about the weapon that was used? Because we have heard conflicting reports about what kind of gun it was, and we're trying to figure out how it was possible he was able to get so many shots off. Right. So we just got confirmation on that, so I hopefully I can clear that up. So this is a Glock 21, is my understanding, and it had an extended magazine on it, 45 caliber. And after the first blast, the first shots, and I don't know how many that extended magazine would hold. I'm not, not an expert on that. But the extended magazine, at some point, you know, a bunch of shots are fired. One witness told me 20. Okay. And then he maybe goes into a back office and maybe changes that out. But only one weapon. They've only recovered one weapon. There was a, not multiple weapons. Okay. He was shot by the police? We or he turned the gun on himself? That- we have not had that confirmation yet. There, you know, I was just in on this press conference, stepped out to talk to you. So uh, I'd be surprised if they've even declared that yet. But that's something certainly they're going to look at. But we just we, we don't know. From the second I started hearing about this story, he he was dead immediately. It almost seems like in the hail of gunfire, maybe he turned it on himself. But that, of course, is just a guess. Yeah. It is a guest, and you know there was there was one witness who who said to me, "Hey, we we all ran. They were hiding in a bathroom, and uh, there was you know a little bit of a break in the gunfire, and then suddenly she looks up, and there's a a, a weapon, you know, the, the nose of a weapon, a gun, uh, probably maybe it was a rifle, but anyway, it comes through the bathroom door, and she thought it was the shooter. It ended up being uh, being one of the police officers. Craig, wow. if people are listening that can't find their roommates, their friends, their children, who do they reach out to? Um, Ali, there's a reunification center, and I don't have the address for that right now. We've been putting it out on KNX, and we all focus on these different areas of the story at the time. But there's a reunification center, and that's where people can go and get this this news about their loved ones when it's learned and revealed. You know, it's a place to learn that privately. But the investigation- hey, Craig, hey, Craig, let me let me jump in, Craig, because I got this from your website this morning. So let me okay. share this information okay, with our good. listeners if they're just hearing about it. It's 1375 East Jantz. That's J-A-N-S-S Road in Thousand Oaks. That is the Reunification Center. And there is a hotline that has been set up. It is 805-465-665. 
805-465-6650 for information. And we have that here at K-Rock as well if you need it. I will say, Craig, that, you know, every time there's a story, a terrible, tragic, awful story like this, there are always people who are heroes. You mentioned the police officer that gave his life. I also heard stories on KNX this morning. Your reporters were interviewing witnesses that talked about how there were people in the club who smashed out windows and helped other people go through them so they could jump and and get out of the club while the shooting was still going on. And that's just amazing. Yeah, one lady told me, she says, all right, I'm there. I didn't even want to be there. I was just there to support a friend. Suddenly the shooting happens and people I don't even know uh, pick up chairs and tables and throw them through the windows and bust out the glass. And then they're helping me escape as we all ran for our lives. And she, she made a point of saying, I don't know these people, but they saved my life. Yeah. One uh, one final thought with you, Craig. And again, we so much appreciate on this busy morning, you jumping on the Kevin and Bean show with us. I understand that you have a pers- a little bit of a personal connection to this shooting because of the coverage that you did in Las Vegas of the country music festival there. Is it true that there may be some people who are at both? Yes, there are. There are. I mean, I, I talked with some already. Uh, you know, the country music family runs deep. And yeah, I was a reporter. I was on the scene within minutes and trapped within the crime scene for hours with victims. And I was a reporter covering it. It was the most life changing story of a, you know, of a career. It was tragic and awful. And those people, some of them who were at Route 91 that night in Las Vegas a uh, year and a month ago, were here at Borderline. Wow. And, and it doesn't surprise me because the country music family is, is that strong and that connected. And the majority of the people at Route 91 were from Southern California. You can go to KNX on your radio at AM 1070. It's also on the HD2 channel of our sister station, KRTH 101. And, of course, through the radio.com app for continuing coverage of this story all day long. We've been speaking with Craig Figner on the scene in Thousand Oaks. Craig, we appreciate the time, sir. Good luck to you. All right. Thank you much. Thank you. Kevin and Bean on K Rock KROQ. All right, what are we doing here, Muggs? Uh, you got another side hustle? What's yeah, happening? You know, Why do you need a side hustle? I think I'm on a roll, you guys, because uh, my first side hustle was the ASMR. I mean, mm-hmm. people loved it. It worked. It, it it was therapy for people. And I think I found. Do you know that, or are you guessing at that? A lot of people contacted me Did on they? social media, wow. told me how much of a, a relief I was I eating Cheetos into a microphone. Sure. Uh, so, <laughs> and a, a lot of people, I, w- I got to give Muggs uh, some credit here. It encouraged a lot of people to go on a diet after they saw him yes. sitting there with his shirt off. <laughs> Absolutely. And so now, uh, my new side hustle is uh, something that uh, is very big in today's pop culture world. And okay. it's, it's the dawn of mumble rap. And with our. I mean, we're not at the dawn of it right now, but. <laughs> well, it's sort of noon. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> it may even be 2.30. I will be early afternoon. Yeah. I will take. I, will, I stand corrected. Okay. But, you know, you got. Uh, you guys have heard of, like, artists like Future. You know, with a song like per- he just raps Percocet, Molly Percocet over and over. And then like uh, Dave's favorite artist, Designer, because he raps Panda, 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 Panda sure. over and over again. Right. So these mumble rappers, I, the biggest one is Migos. I actually don't mind Migos. Okay. Mm-hmm. And um, but I mean, you got these these artists like Little Pump with a stupid song like Gucci Gang, Gucci Gang. And, and you if you listen to the lyrics of most of these songs. It's so easy. It's so easy. Oh, I see. So you look at it and you go, I could do that. Anybody could. I could do it. It's, I mean, I think I think my two-year-old could do it, really, to be honest. So I hit the studio and I have created something that I think will break me big on the pop charts. And right. that is 
my mumble rap. And All this right. is uh this is the new installment Hold of Beer on. Mugs. Oh, yeah, sorry. Go ahead. This is the new installment of Beer Mugs Side Hustle. My name is Beer Mug and I need some money because Kevin and Bean pay really tea. Now I'm looking for a side hustle that will make me rich so I can tell Kevin and Bean that I quit this bitch. It's now time for another installment of Beer Mug Side Hustle with me, Beer Mug. Oh, with you, okay. <laughs> I can also be a reggae hype man if I needed to be. Now, Omar, he came into your studio and said, I got a plan. I need to do this. Yeah. Listen, this man standing in front of you uh-huh. is such a genius. Is he? Oh. Oh. When you guys hear this track. Okay. I mean, the microphone was on flame. Was it? It just okay. burst into flames because there was so much fire. Sure. This track is so lit, guys. Right. That he's going to go top 10 in, uh, what time is it now? Oh, in one hour from now. He's going to go top <laughs> 10 top on the 10. Billboard okay. charts. Wow, yeah. that's pretty fast. Yeah, yeah. It's good. It's good. Usually be, it's great. doesn't move that fast. Listen. Okay. Muggs. All right, what's what's it your just, mumble rapper name here, Muggs? Uh, it's it's Muggos. I mean, <laughs> hello, come on now, love, <laughs> Muggos. Yep. And what's the song title? Mumble rap. What's up, man? It's Beer Mug. Beer Mug. AKA Muggos. Muggo. This is my new song called Mumble Rap. Ha! I'm about to get it. <laughs> I got a bottle of coke. Sniff it. You got a bottle of coke. Drink it. Rob skills are not a joke. Laughing. Got allergies up in my nose. Sneezing. Pass me the weed and I'll toke. Coughing. Exhale Laughing. all of my smoke. Breathing. Rolling around on the floor. Dying. Call it murder, she wrote. Angela. Kevin and Bean's the show. <laughs> Stupid. K-Rock on your radio. <laughs> Tune in. I hop in Danny's whole show. Bean. Stumming and slurring, you know. Kevin. Edmund Fitzgerald's a boat. Sinking. Radeon Durf is the code. What? This is the best morning show. <laughs> That's right. Number one on radio. Hell no. It's lunchtime, where should I go? Hungry. I want a fat burrito. Heartburn. Maybe I'll get a taco. <laughs> Supreme Maybe I'll get some nachos. Cheesy. Maybe I'll just get like both. Skinny. And that means I could eat mo. Piggy. Then I might go back for mo. Seconds. Then I'll hit toilet bowl. Poo-poo. Baseball's oh. a number one sport. Right. Mama Mugs doesn't support. Dodgers. I am living at home. Loser. Can afford to live on my own. Expensive. Can someone please pick up the phone? Ringing. How long should this rap go? Forever. After pee, I gotta go. Urine. Twice I just rhyme the word go. Genius. Mumble rap. Mumble in. This is mumble rap and mumble in. Mumble rap, this is mumble rap and mumbly. I'm all mumbles in the mumble loop. Looks like you came back for mo. Bring it. I am the star of the show. Beer mug. My belly, I like to show. Harry. Flabby and feeling like dough. Fat ass. No one can mess with my flow. Try it. Jackets, don't try this at home. Knoxville. Hate me, but you're the asshole. Douchebag. Something that rhymes with asshole. Finish. Mumble rap. <laughs> mumbling. Oh this is mumble God. rap and mumbling. Huh? Wow. Mumble rap. This is mumble rap and mumbly. I'm all mumbles in the Guys, it's been nice knowing you guys, but this is where I I moved to greener pastures. Wow. That um, (laughs) that was great. (laughs) That was another installment of Beer Mug Side Hustle. Don't quit your day job. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. To be honest, I'm a little troubled by Bean's excitement over the uh, robot thing in uh, West Hollywood. Yeah. The sex robot brothel? The brothel. Yeah. Why? Because you wanted to be first? No. Of me? No. <laughs> no, sir. We, uh, we brought you some uh, information from the Indiegogo earlier this morning. We're actually going to talk to the proprietor of the hopefully soon to be robot sex brothel in West Hollywood. 
Coming up between 8 and 9, plus just after the top of the hour, we'll go to Las Vegas and check in with R.J. Bell from pregame.com about NFL Week 10. Get in on some of that action. First, Allie's here with what's happening on a Thursday morning. Well, Oprah Winfrey has released her annual list of her favorite things. and it's She her, still does that? It's her longest list ever. This is the, She doesn't uh, have a show anymore. She does it every year. It's the 22nd year of her favorite wow. things. Yeah. It'll be featured in the December issue of O, the Oprah magazine. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. I, I wanted to do this story because usually there's insane things that you'll never afford and, and who does this. But some of the stuff is kind of awesome. So I'm kind of upset by it. There's nothing really to make fun of. But I found something. If you go to her website, OprahMag.com, mm-hmm. she lists them in like cozy items, gifts to ex. Gifts to expire. That's not good. Gifts to inspire. And then underneath presents for pets, I found this. The dog DNA test by Embark for $159. Here's what she says. There's nothing better than discovering your roots. And that goes for our fur babies, too. This test reveals a dog's genetic age and info, as well as their breed breakdown. And a small sample of slobber is all you need. Incredible. Bean, would you ever DNA test your dog? No. I I know that this has become very popular for people who have mixed breed dogs to to want to know specifically what percentage of what they are. I don't know why it matters. I don't either. I don't know why you would ever need that information. I mean, if you were a breeder, maybe, yeah, you'd want to make sure that all the animals in your circle of life are... Full full breed, hundred mm-hmm. percent of whatever you're trying to breed. But other than that, I don't understand yeah. why a regular person would do this to their dog. Uh, my favorite dog growing up was a cockapoo. I didn't need to know what percent percentage of Heidi was. I just didn't need it. But right. I guess that there are people out there that too, because yeah. this is big big business. But. These items range from 15 bucks. that's for a bottle of black truffle-infused hot sauce that Stedman likes. We still doing that? <laughs> still pretending Stedman is a thing? <laughs> we still doing that, you guys? Seriously. Uh, but for what the does first... Gail like, does it say? <laughs> I'm sure. But for the first time, the holiday gift guide will feature 50 items under 50 bucks for those shoppers that want their money to go a little further this holiday season. But I will say this about it. I'm scrolling through, and every single one of them seems to have a code that you can use to get even more money off, so a 20% off by using Oprah. So it seems like she, she's kind of looking out for people. Not like the <laughs> goop ones that were like, oh, would you like this insane thing i can't even think of one right now being help me out with a bad example <laughs> look oprah is setting the stage to run for president in 2020 she can't appear to be out of touch by selling you know three thousand dollar toilet water in a bottle or something like that she's you know she's she's trying to reach the regular person it's a great example though toilet a lot water of people is, buying toilet you. water mm-hmm. in a bottle absolutely you don't truly believe she's she's going to run. You can't, right? I don't know. Oh, Honestly, who can tell anymore? Would would you have believed that the apprentice guy would run? That didn't well, no, seem of real. No. And it happened. So, who knows anymore? You're right. You're right. You guys, I showed you this picture yesterday cuz I was so excited by it because I love Emma Thompson so very much. Oscar winner, Golden Globe winner, 
Emmy Award winner. She's a writer. She's one of the most lovely human beings that I've never met or had any interaction with. But I really just believe her to be. It would kill me if she wasn't. It would, oh, it? it really would. But she um she received the title of Dame yesterday. You know how the royals sure. bestow upon people Don't get different. Me started. Different titles. Um, but she received the title from Prince William, who she has basically known since he was a baby. She's been friends with this family forever. So she couldn't help, but when she went up to be bestowed as Dame, she said to Prince William, I can't kiss you, can I? And he said, No, don't. And she's like, I want to kiss you. I want to kiss you. Like, just <laughs> messing with him. It is I love adorable. That. I love her so very much. Here's also why I love her. She uh, she was wearing a navy suit with white sneakers. How amazing are you? Like, most people getting decked to the nines. She's like, I want to be comfy. Comfy. I'm Emma Thompson. In case I want to kiss William and run. Right? <laughs> she's just magic. She is great. Emma Thompson breaking down in her bedroom in Love Actually, one of the greatest movie scenes ever. Good Lord. Oh, do you know why she broke down, Kevin? I don't. Because she thought she was getting a necklace from her husband. Mm -hmm. Instead, it was a Joni Mitchell CD, which would be fine, except she saw the necklace that her husband had bought for someone. Plot twist, mistress. Did you say oh. you, you hadn't seen Love Actually, Kevin? Correct. Yeah, I skipped over it because I'm so mad right now. I'm seething. <laughs> How could... But, but, but... We all but, have movies we haven't seen. Ew, right, Casey, but, finger on the button girl that's seen every movie, I believe, one a day for a year, has never seen... Okay. Look, it's You're a movie. You're both dead to me. <laughs> okay. It is Why? a classic. Why okay. have you not seen Love Actually? Well, what kind of question is that? I don't know. Well, first of all, you have a wife and daughter and three daughters. Right. Yeah, okay. That's first of crazy. all, how do you grow? How do you for fifteen years avoid seeing Love Actually on a loop around the holidays? Yeah. It's one of the most popular romantic comedy and one of the most popular Christmas movies Why of all time. Are you yelling at me? I can't do anything about it's it. Unacceptable. It I can't now. go back in time. But it it's, it has Andrew Lincoln in right, it. Right. But I don't. It has Hugh okay. Grant in it. I mean, that's Colin Firth. I'm glad you guys loved it. Oh. All good. I'm I insist you see it. Yeah. <laughs> Why are you yelling at me? <laughs> I insist no. you see Love Actually. No. Yes. <laughs> no. When the little girl gets up on stage and sings Mariah uh, Carey. Amazing. Come on. Amazing. Come on. Amazing. And the little boy that plays drums, that's Liam Neeson's son in it. This has nothing to do with anything. But just so you know, he's the voice of Phineas from Phineas and Ferb. Not a lot of people know that. Okay. That's not helpful. We're going to be off target. Liam Neeson, Kevin. Liam Neeson is love in this movie. <laughs> well, you apparently don't love him enough to see love. I'm Stay so furious target. with Ali. Stay right. on target. It's, uh, this is shocking to me. You and Casey. <laughs> even Chip earlier said, I don't even like rom-coms, and that's a great movie. Yeah. Chip. Chip, she hates love. Right. <laughs> right, but what am I supposed to do? You're supposed to go see love, actually. Yeah. Get off my phone. Wow. Get <laughs> your phone. Kevin, I um, I finally saw movies that you guys yelled at me about. Yeah, after two years of yelling at you. Okay, well, since we're coming up to the holidays, how about you sit down with Love I'll Actually. i get right on that today. I really am looking forward to it. And you review it for us. Right. What do you think? Sure. Kevin reviews Love Actually. Sure. Absolutely. <gasps> can't wait. Oh, my God. I can't wait. Either. So excited. So pumped for that. Right. Can't wait. 
All right, guys. You want some birthdays? Yes, please. Sure. Like, <laughs> I want anything else but the last please. four minutes. Oh. <laughs> Happy birthday to Jack Osborne, Laura Jane Grace, SZA, Matthew Reese, Gordon Ramsay again, and our own Jensen Carp. Bong, bong. That's what's happening. The Kevin and Bean Show on K Rock. Let's head to Las Vegas. Hit it, Steve. RJ Bell is the founder of pregame.com, the exclusive odds provider for the Associated Press. This is the guy you want to go to if you want to know how to put your money down on football. I have to start, RJ. First of all, good morning, sir. How are you? Oh, excellent, excellent. I have to start with this headline I've been saving all week to talk to you about from the Washington Post. Thoughts and prayers to Las Vegas sportsbooks after NFL Sunday disaster. All told, Nevada sportsbooks lost between lost between seven and ten million dollars last Sunday. What the hell was going on? Boo hoo! <laughs> I, I mean, I've got to tell you something. But, you know, I try to sanitize myself. I know you have a family audience. I'm going to get a little bit passionate here. Okay. Bookies are bad. They're despicable people. They really are. They're all wannabe batters that aren't good enough to be a winning batter. So they go on the other side of the counter and they hate winners. You know why? Because they're jealous. And you'd think if 90, you know, the estimate is 97% of batters lose long term, 3% win. You think they'd be thinking, oh, 97, 3, we're okay with that. They hate the 3%. Envy, <laughs> jealousy, they're trying to take your money away. And, oh, by the way, the media, you know, let's call them trying to cover sports betting, but they don't really know what they're talking about. What they do is they take the bookies' uh, opinion and put that perspective out in the world instead of the betters. Why wouldn't you focus on the betters? Why? Because these writers don't know what they're talking about. All right, I'm done. Wow. <laughs> on fire. <laughs> so the, the, uh, the layman's version of what happened is all almost all of the favored teams not only won, but covered the spread. That's essentially what happened, right? Exactly. Up at the website, we have a nice tool that shows you the bet splits on each game. It will say like 87% on Team A, 13 on Team B, etc. The top nine games on Sunday that had the public on one side all covered the spread. So, and most were favorites. And what happens is, one, the bookies cry. Okay, fine. But then what happens is everyone gets affirmed. Imagine if you ate cheesecake and lost weight. What would you do? You'd eat more cheesecake. Well, these sure. guys did something wrong, which is bet too many favorites. They won. Now they got a lot of money in their pocket. This week, expect the favorites to be inflated because everyone's made money betting them last week. All right. Well, you are a contrarian and have been for five seasons here on the Kevin Bean Show. You had another good week last week. You were two and one. Let's talk about this week's picks. And they're all, I, I noticed they're all double-digit favorite games this time. And we start with the big dog, the Oakland Raiders. I don't know if they could beat anyone. Certainly not the L.A. Chargers. Yeah, this is the biggest underdogs we've had on Kevin and Bean in five years. All three of our picks are double-digit dogs. Why we're fading that public that won last week. Raiders are the first one. Ten-point underdogs. They played last Thursday. It was the worst game in the NFL for any team, the Raiders. Now, that could be the players are so bad. 
Yeah, the players aren't great, but these are all NFL guys. It's not that much difference. It's usually luck or lack of motivation that leads to a blowout. Well, John Gruden, he is not going to let this team give up. They might not be very good, but the Raiders are going to play hard. And he actually cut one of his biggest named defensive guys. The message was, no one is safe. You better play hard. Flip side, the Chargers, they had a great win, an impressive win against Seattle. But now I think they're going to be a little bit flat. Big dog pick number one here, Raiders, 10-point underdogs. I find that very difficult to believe. That's we'll why it's a good happens. pick. That's yeah. why it's a good pick. <laughs> All right. Here's your best bet. The Miami Dolphins hosting the Green Bay Packers. What say you are, Jay? Now, I'm not going to judge you particularly, but people like you will say, will say, wait a minute. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers, he just lost two tough games, right, at the Rams and also at New England. Well, he's ready to really beat up now on the Dolphins. Or what it could be is Aaron Rodgers is tired. Aaron Rodgers isn't really, because two road games that were tough. Aaron Rodgers isn't really worried about margin. He just wants to get the win and move on. We got the Dolphins, a team that's actually in the playoff hunt in the AFC, getting 10 points. They're motivated. I don't think Aaron Rodgers cares about margin. We're going to go best bet, Dolphins plus 10. All right, and the big game with R.J. Bell in Las Vegas from pregame.com is the Seattle Seahawks. Wait, we have to play the Rams again? What's up with that? <laughs> well, that, you're in their division twice a year. <laughs> and let's give Seattle credit. First game at home, they played the Rams really tough. Now, let's make this clear. Your listeners are going to like it. Rams are the best team in the NFL, even though they lost last week. But remember, those bad bookies, they don't let the obvious bets be profitable. Why? Because then everyone would win. Los Angeles, a really good team, last six games. If you had bet them the last six, you would have covered the spread one time, even though they've been winning most of those games. And by the way, the Rams, prior five games, four on the road, including that Green Bay game and then against the Saints last week. This is a tired Rams team. Seattle is in the playoff hunt. They run the ball really well, which the Rams don't defend the run. So we're going to take our third double-digit dog with a good team here, Seattle plus 10. All right, so the big dog is Raiders plus 10 hosting the Chargers. The best bet is the Dolphins plus 10 hosting Green Bay, Seattle plus 10 at L.A. Rams. That's the pick for this week. You can get the picks for all the uh, all the other games at uh, RJ's uh, website, pregame.com. The R.J. Bell Dream Preview covers college football as well. And don't forget the daily radio show straight out of Vegas with R.J. Bell airs weekdays 3 to 4 on Fox Sports Radio on Twitter at R.J. Vega in Vegas. You still hearing from our listeners when you make them money, R.J.? Yeah, you know something? You would think they would get blasé about it like your producer Dave does all the winning <laughs> sure. but they actually keep appreciating all right. me putting money in their pockets all right do you hear from them more when you lose them money uh well let me say this <laughs> i know we got to run quickly we're in a contest $700,000 wins it. We're actually in second place right now, right? So we're all excited. We're 65% on the year. We've been giving picks out on free, all those picks on Twitter. Literally, we lost one last week, and someone said, oh, my gosh, you are so terrible because you had the bills. And I'm like, we won two out of three games the whole year. So it's tough, you know. I, I, I would think if I came here, I could get a little bit of love. But, again, Dave's driving. I oh, think a, Dave, don't listen to Dave. A lot of disdain, a lot of disdain. Yeah. Comes with the territory. All right, RJ, great time. We'll do it again next Thursday. Thank you, sir. Thank you, guys.
Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-R-O-Q. All right, tell us about your UFO. Is today my birthday, by the way? Or a planet. Seriously, all these stories. Because we're doing UFO. We're doing aliens or attacking. And that's science. That's not just me saying it. That's Harvard University saying that this, uh, this, uh, this thing that they spotted is not from here. What thing it is could it? Be, it could be a fully operational probe sent intentionally to Earth by an alien civilization. Do we know is, it's a probe? Or could well, it we just don't know, be a rock? We don't know a lot about it. Okay. So we do, have, uh, we do have a news report on this. Let's find out. Just over a year ago, on October 19th, 2017... Astronomers saw an object from interstellar space flying through our solar system for the first time. It was dubbed Oumuamua, Hawaiian for scout. And almost as suddenly as it had appeared, it was out of sight again. I mean, right there. Like, what else could it possibly be? Oumuamua. Exactly. Thank you, Kevin. That's the name of my ukulele band, too, by the way. (laughs) Of course, We at Seeker covered it and reported that based on what scientists saw, they concluded that it was an asteroid. Now, though, they're not so sure. There are a few things we can be certain about. We know it must have come from outside our solar system because it was traveling so dang fast. Okay. Oumuamua shot past us at almost 88 kilometers per second. Wow. I can't. I'm not good with kilometers, but that seems super fast. It is super fast, yeah. (laughs) Okay. That sort of speed couldn't have come from the sun's gravity alone, so it must have been fired at us from somewhere beyond. We also know its shape, size, and color. It's likely very elongated, like a stubby cigar, and it's tumbling through space. We also know it's about 400 to 800 meters long and stained dark red, possibly from its interstellar journey. Everything else about Oumuamua is basically a question mark. Astronomers originally thought it was an asteroid, but now they can't agree because it's done some things a comet would do. Okay, now what's the difference between an asteroid and a comet? We don't have time to go into okay. what's the difference between an asteroid and a comet, but they do have physical properties. They do react in a certain way that this one kind of does neither. Sort of uh, outside the box. Yes. People are saying, yeah, it can't be an asteroid, so it must be a comet. And then people are saying, yeah, but it can't be a comet, so it must be an asteroid. So that's part of the confusion, and that's why this third option, this better oh, option. Could it be alien? Hit it, Steve. And now, it's time for a moment with Kevin. It's weird to see people jump from, I'm not positive what the answer is, to, uh, it must be, you know, (laughs) infallible word of God or, you know, uh, in terrorist, you know, situations or UFOs. You go, uh, it's unidentified, so it must be alien. You go, no. It's just maybe a, a question that we'll never know the answer to. Well said. That was a moment with How about that guy? Okay, sorry, Bean. Go, go on. Well, there's no reason to now because I had already edited that into my piece. <laughs> so my, that's all the audio we need to play. So, so we don't know what it is. I hope it's, <laughs> hope it's not going to kill us. <laughs> it's the Kevin and Bean Show. K Rock. All right, listen, Bean. The last break didn't go, <laughs> didn't go your way. No, no, it was fine. Okay, no, it was good. No. All good. It was perfect. All it was good. Exactly so, as I planned it. So let's do this one. Let's do this next break, and then this one you will go your way. I we feel. came on the air the, this morning uh, talking about my utter disappointment with America. Uh, no, nothing to do with the election, uh, nothing to do with the actual real sadness we're all feeling after the shooting last night. But my sadness was about the fact that the ladies tried to raise $155,000 to get the uh, robot uh, sex brothel in West Hollywood. And as of this morning, it's only at $2,634 on Indiegogo. 
Was it Bean? Well, yeah, the first 2000 was Bean, but my point (laughs) is, where are your priorities, America? You have the opportunity to have Eve's robot dreams in West Hollywood, to have this be a thing that we can visit. I'm not positive everyone is as excited as you are. Here's the uh, here's the close from the Indiegogo campaign, and then we'll talk to Unicol Unicron about it. When you support this campaign, you'll help us open our first location in West Hollywood, California. You can be one of the first people to interact with this technology. Your contribution will help cultivate a healthy environment for both robots and humans. Thank you for supporting Eve's Robot Dreams. Hey, we're happy to support it, and we're happy to welcome Unicol to the show. Hello, good morning to you. Hello, thank you for having me. It's our pleasure. So, um, so many questions. I almost don't know where to begin. How did you choose Southern California? I guess I could start with as a place to open Eve's Robot Dreams. I live in L.A., and it just seems like um, an actually progressive area, whereas Mm -hmm. I don't know if you've been following the news. Some other robot brothels have been shut down in Houston and Canada. So You don't have to tell Bean. He's all over that. I'm I'm furious at Houston. Why should people... Why... Seriously, Unicol, why should people care if other people, consenting adults, want to have sex with a robot? Honestly, who does it hurt? I mean, I've heard different things. I've heard in France there was one that was shut down because they thought that it was encouraging rape fantasies. So maybe it's just not done well. Yeah, and that's one of the that things that I think may confuse a lot of people on your on your Indiegogo page because you talk about consent-focused robot brothel. And what does that mean to you? Basically, it means that you get to know the robot before you have a chance to be in a private setting with it. It's What's the point of that? <laughs> I don't want to get to know the robot. I have to take it out to dinner? <laughs> no! Do, do I have to bring the robot home to meet my parents? <laughs> Not that far. Okay. Okay. All right. But do you have to get to know the robot before the sex? You do. You do. You're also going to have dolls that are not animate. They're inanimate, and you don't have to take them on a date first. I see. But the robots, it's important since they have um, personalities. Mm. This is so interesting, and it's still a little bit confusing to me. I'm not uh, not, uh, making fun of you at all, but, I mean, if you go to a brothel in Nevada, you're not at all required to have a conversation. They don't say, hey, you have to have a drink first and get to know each other and exchange astrological signs. You can just walk in and get down to business, and those are humans. It seems like you're protecting robots more than we protect humans in this line of work. That's very true, and I think that we should um, have more conversations about consent and consent with sex workers. I think all conversations that we have about robots can be applied to sex workers as well. It's just a platform to jump off and say, hey, where can we have better rights? Where can we also practice you know, asking consent? A sex worker, theoretically, is already consenting by working that job. Right. Um, okay. These robots Maybe we don't know if they're conscious yet. I don't think they are, but um, they didn't necessarily sign up for this. They were just created for it. Okay, so, so can you ask them consent and they could say no? Theoretically, yes, but it's gamified. So the longer time you spend talking to them, the more into you they're going to be. So okay. that was my next question. What is the timing aspect of that? Because if you, if you go in for one visit, do you get to have sex with a robot during that one visit, or is it after multiple visits of getting to know the robot? Yeah, we say about 30, 30 minutes, 25 to 30 minutes spending time with the robot, and then you can take them to the private room. Okay. 
I got no problem with 30 minutes of robot foreplay, you guys. This is all right with me. All right. Let's talk. We're talking to uh, Unicorn Unicron here on the Kevin and Bean Show about a real Indiegogo campaign. Uh, we were questioning the amount of money that you're trying to raise. $155,000 seems incredibly low to be able to be able to make any kind of real progress toward opening a business like you're discussing in a very expensive area like West Hollywood. This can't be all the money you need. Um, you know, it's the bare minimum that we would need to open and function at a very shoestring budget. I believe that I really believe in this and I believe that it's going to have a lot of business and a lot of people coming to it. So, um, you know, that's the bare minimum that we need to actually open a place and get the robots and then um, but get moving. For, of course, more money would always be better. But for the bare minimum, we're looking at janky sex robots, right? <laughs> no, these are um, top of the line $12,000 sex Whoa. robots from Real Doll X. So oh, they're, wow. they're very expensive and that's why it's such a good opportunity for people to come in and actually interact with them because they're not going to, most people are not going to spend 12000 or more dollars on their own personal sex robot. This is why I'm so happy to be wealthy, by the way. Uh, not that I won't also visit your place when I'm in town, but it'll be nice to have my own at home. Um, do you anticipate, because the uh, the most expensive item on your Indiegogo page is the $10,000 you get to be the first to have sex with a particular robot. Do you anticipate that somebody will want to de-virginize a machine and pay ten grand to do it? I think that it's a historical act and anybody who really wants to be at the forefront of this technology and like really immersed in it would do that. We'll, only, we'll be able to see if someone does. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I guess we will. What other kinds of questions are you uh, fielding from the public? Are you getting any blowback from people who don't think you should be uh, encouraging this business? Um, not too much. I hear a lot of women who are concerned that, you know, um, the, the dolls are unrealistic. You know, the body types are um, not something that can compete with a standard human body type. There's very mm -hmm. large breasts and very small waists, that mm -hmm. kind of thing. Um, so, but these dolls can be custom ordered. We can, we're going to have a variety of different styles and looks. And, um, yeah, some people are worried, you know, maybe the robot will... Um, their their husbands will spend more time with the robots than with them or things like that. But I think in reality, these, these concerns are no different than any concerns that someone would have if a real brothel was opening. Yeah, I'm thinking if my husband's spending more time with the robot, maybe the robot isn't the problem. Right? Maybe oh. there's a the larger conversation <laughs> sure. to be maybe had. Maybe the wife should try a little my, harder. Yeah, I Not agree. what I'm saying, Bean. Not <laughs> what I'm saying. God, you're a dick. I'm saying there should be other conversations being had. But as, as Unicorn points out on the site, that's a conversation to have with your significant other about how, how appropriate this would be in your particular relationship. Well, true. Do you find it cheating? Do you find it not cheating? I think that's a, a big conversation, too. That's a good place to start. Mm -hmm. Sure. So only seven days left. What happens if you don't raise the money, Unicorn? Do you give up on this project or you, do you have a plan B to go forward? I might try again, just start the campaign again. Mm -hmm. um, I just really feel like we haven't been able to reach as many people as would be interested in this. How many um, people so do you? How many people do you think are interested in this? Everyone doesn't Ever? everyone want to sleep with a robot? Oh uh, no! <laughs> yes. Well, that hold, is on, that's... hold on, hold on. Are women still around? <laughs> then no, they still exist. There's, but that brings me my you know, next question. Yes. Any dude robots? Yes, next year. And, you know, okay. women are the number one users of robotic sex toys when you consider vibrators. I'm listening. So it's, it's not that far-fetched. 
I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree, too, by the way. Don't listen to the bad man, Unipol. I'm sorry we let him in on the line. All right. What's the easiest way for folks to find your Indiegogo campaign if they'd like to contribute or learn more information about it? Just go to evesrobotdreams.com. That's E-V-E-S robotdreams.com. All right. We're happy to spread the word. Thanks so much for joining us on the Kevin and Bean Show. Thank you so much. Okay. You bet. Bye now. All right. It's Kevin and Bean. K-U-Rock. We had uh, something else planned to talk to Dr. Drew Pinsky with his uh, weekly visit on the Kevin Bean Show. But obviously, when we woke up this morning and we saw the horrific news out of the Borderline Bar and Grill in Thousand Oaks, we thought, well, it's time to have that conversation again. Dr. Drew, welcome to the show, sir. How are you? As always, I'm the bearer of great news. We went from uh, Jillian Barbary's breast cancer to a uh, mass shooting. Fantastic. Yeah, I- I know. And as I, I was teasing your appearance a few minutes ago, I said one of the reasons we were, we're always happy to have you on, but particularly on a day like today, is this really is, most of the time, it turns out to be a mental health issue in, in the case yes. of the shooter, right? I thank you for saying so, Bean. Uh, it, it is absolutely the case. We don't really know what was going on with the shooter in Las Vegas. It's a little less clear. But almost every other shooter of the last... I mean, however far back you go, all the way to Columbine, and certainly Sandy Hook, these were all people with profound mental health issues for whom the ability to render care was stymied for one reason or another. The kid down in Parkland, Florida, was in very aggressive treatment. His mom died. He wouldn't. He refused to go after that. Things unraveled. And it, the, the unfortunate reality here, and this is the thing, I know we can have a big gun conversation, but we've got to have this other conversation as well, which is that mental health professional, professionals have no authority to go in and help people whom they know are going to get themselves into really serious trouble. How would that work if they did have the ability? It'd be very simple, okay. really simple. All we would have to do is expand the notion of gravely disabled to include things like I want to live on the streets, screw you, or I'm thinking about killing somebody, or I just play with my guns, or whatever it is. You know, if you get to know somebody well in treatment, you have a sense for people that could get themselves into trouble. And if you could expand the gravely disabled category, you could then get them to a place where this settles down. The reality is, I mean, think of these people that do these things. Are they better off because they did these horrible things? Or would they have been better off if their rights and privileges had been sort of marginally withheld for a few minutes so somebody could do something to help them? It's not a, it's not an, a, a mysterious alchemy. It's a really easy thing to do. The other thing we could do is expand conservatorships, expand the ability to get conservatorships for people that need them. And, and that'd be it. We would not have these problems. Nearly, we, would, we would be able to handle homelessness, and we would have a significant effect on these mass shootings. This uh, shooter has been identified as Ian David Long, 28 years old. He is a vet, former Marine Corps. Ali, did you say you read or saw somewhere this morning that he had been in treatment for PTSD? I had read that in April that cops visited his home and that they were not able to do a 5150 at the time. Exactly. That he, that parents had called three times begging cops to take him <sighs> in to do something, but he, quote, didn't meet criteria. And oh. I'm telling you, if you take somebody in against their will and they don't meet criteria, you're going to jail. Yeah. You've committed a crime. You're going to get a, a lawsuit. 
and this is insanity. That we, is something... have to, we have to change the balance where we can help people and protect the community and not have the, you know, the extreme anxiety over rights and privileges of people that need our help. We were just talking about this morning that this morning, people that are taking the appropriate steps of calling the authorities when they sense something is wrong, that they know something is wrong, and then there's nothing to be done from that point. How does that this change, Drew? Must change. Them, yeah. How does that change? It's a law. You vote on it. I think we have to go to the courts. There's a lot of okay. different. Well, you know, one of it is legislation. I mean, the the you know, a London Breed up in uh, the mayor of San Francisco, a member of the state legislature. I think his name is Spitzer, if I remember right. These are people that see this and want to change it, but they are in such a minority. It's it's these are so you know very very rare voices. But we have to start asking our representatives to do this. It's legislative. That's where the primary stuff's going to get done. This is our weekly visit with Dr. Drew Pinsky here on the Kevin Bean Show. We're talking again about the mass shooting that took place last night in Thousand Oaks. And Bean, I, I have a big uh, article yes. up on my website that uh, producer Dave kindly also put up on yours about mass shootings. So if you go to drdrew.com, we have a, a podcast about it and an article about it. And it's a, it's a controversial and difficult topic, but uh, you, you can educate yourself and sort of start to learn for the, what the signs are. We uh, we had a listener who reached out to us this morning who said that his, I can't remember the age, five or six year old had just been through a school shooting drill at his or her school, which is just so shocking to hear. But that's important. That needs that needs to be done. I mean, there, it's almost like you can't be too young to be aware that this is the reality of the world we live in. Right, True. Yes. If we are going to protect people's privileges so far that we're going to protect their ability to go out and shoot everybody up, well, the rest of us need to protect ourselves at all times. I mean, think about how ridiculous that is. Yeah. It's insane. I mean, I, I think the gun thing, I, I, you know, I, it's an easy thing to go after. But this other issue, it, it's the main uh, sort of fuel behind what's happening. Just look at the data. Look, look at who's doing this and what has happened to the other side. You can vilify the shooters and you can call them evil. But these are people that were sick and could have turned out very different. Right. Yeah, it's a it's a two part problem. It's the access to the weapons that they have that in many cases, including this one, looks like it was a it was legal access. The and then gun. it's and then it's the person that uh, the person that pulls the trigger who has mental health issues for almost every single case. Yeah, All right, handgun well, this time too. Not not that which again changes the conversation again about guns. It sure does. DrDrew.com, if you want to see the article, we also put it up at krock.com. Dr. Drew, I'm sure we'll be talking about this a lot on his program today, uh, noon to 3 on 790 KABC. I, I have one more question, if we yeah. have time. I just want to yeah. squeeze one in. Yeah. How do how do we process this? Yeah, I was just thinking about that. I'm without becoming numb. I know. Well, numbness is your body's way of handling the uh, over, what's overwhelming. And numbness... I don't want to say it's appropriate, but it's understandable in this situation. Uh, as always, as with managing every overwhelming emotion, it's a turn to significant relationships. Share, cut close, express love for other people, spend time talking about your feelings with people that you care about and who care about you. That helps us move out of numbness and into sort of processing these things. But numbness is our natural response to overwhelming emotion where we feel helpless. So and there's, nothing, there's nothing wrong with me that, that, that I have to fight that. Well, there's the a lot wrong with you. Oh, but, right. Yeah, and you can feel numb and it'd be okay. Okay. Right. Uh, and if you are looking for one thing to do that actually might help, uh, blood is always needed in a situation like oh, this yes. because there Good are a lot of, people, lot of people who are injured as well. And, uh, you know, it's, there's never a bad time to give blood, but a day like today could really, really do Great some point. good for some people. Great point. All right, Drew, uh, enjoy Great your guys. show today as much as you can. Thank you so much Thank for you. jumping on today. We All appreciate right. it. Bye-bye. It's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. Time for what's happening. Ellie! 
Was that your mumble rap? Yeah, that was my mumble rap. That was my tribute to Beer Mug. To Muggos. Maybe you could work on that a little today. Uh, Maybe it's not Muggos my side hustle. Could, it's his, man. Muggos could teach you a thing or two, right? Right. I think, uh, I think Muggos is on a rocket ride right out of this dump. I'll tell you that. Now <laughs> that he's discovered he can rap, you could join him on the ukulele. That's right. Wow, we what beautiful that would music be like together, Muggs. A whole new genre, right? I like it. I like it very much. Mumble uke. <laughs> like it. Mumble uke. We're already the greatest mumble eukers there are. It's true. It is very true. Well, Hulu's Veronica Mars revival is wel- welcoming back another member of the show's extended family. And they're also adding a new one to the fold. So Max Greenfield is going to be back as his character, Leo D'Amato. He appeared in 11 episodes of the show's original run, as well as the 2014 feature film. But being added to the cast is Patton Oswalt. He's going to play Penn Eppner. Here's how they describe him. He's on the wrong side of 40 to be as proud of his title as the best pizza delivery guy in Neptune as he is. But he won't shut up about it or anything else. He's a true crime devotee and frequent poster on unsolved murder websites. He's me. Essentially. He is me. (laughs) The new season of Veronica Mars is going to focus on a series of murders of spring breakers in Neptune. No premiere date yet, but Hulu is going to begin streaming of all past episodes of the series and the movie in summer 2019. So... We got Ali, did you mention who's in the writer's room for the new uh, the new Veronica Mars? Uh, is that Kareem Abdul-Jabbar? Yes, it is. That Amazing. is one of the weirdest things Amazing. I've ever heard. Yeah. yeah. He's multi-talented. There are many layers to Kareem. You see him as a writer? A TV oh, writer? He's a, he's a, I don't a know about prolific. his television. Yeah. Oh, no, he's I know a he's a writer, writer but yeah. I mean, this is a whole different thing. Yeah, this is Veronica totally. Mars. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. I'm, I'm in. I love it. So six months after the death of world-famous DJ Avicii, the documentary about his rise to fame will be shown in New York and Los Angeles in a bid to qualify Avicii, true stories, for an Oscar. It was described as this um, by the director. It's basically a look into a life that can look exciting and glamorous on Instagram and social media, but you don't really have any idea what's going on behind that. I want to see this. Same. I think it would be, be interesting. It would be great. What if it goes up for an Oscar? Wow. That'd Some be great. Good stuff. Uh, no idea where in LA it's going to be yet, um, but it will be playing here December 14th through the 20th. We were talking about the sex robots earlier, and I brought up this story that I was like, okay, you know what? Maybe I'd be into it. It's a makeup applying robot. It was recently presented at the China International Import Expo in Shanghai. A video filmed at the expo shows the robot arm applying makeup to a female mannequin face using mascara brushes, several makeup tools to apply the makeup perfectly. And I was like, that could be really interesting. And then, Bean, uh, you shared with us a robot story out of Great Britain, was it? Yeah, they had a robot who was doing heart surgery, Mm -hmm. repairing somebody's valve, and it uh, apparently killed the dude on the table. Mm -hmm. And the uh, the robot overseers, the staff that was supposed to make sure that everything went uh, as planned, they'd already left. (laughs) They'd already left. They'd got home, left the operating room, left left the robot by himself, and apparently it cut uh, sliced through an aorta, and the guy just bled to death. And I was thinking, I find that hard to believe. I do too. I do too. There's and no way they left a robot doing surgery on yeah. someone's heart. 
I would certainly think not as well. That's how it was reported. But that made me wonder if maybe we're at the point where you even want to trust robots to put on your, you know, your lipstick and your uh, and your foundation. Yeah. What if the arm just starts like punching you and trying to gouge out your eyes, <laughs> like someone else is controlling it remotely? <gasps> I'm now terrified of the makeup robot. That you I were thought, so excited about like, it. This will save so much time in the morning and. Make me, I believe what I called myself, the most contoured bitch ever. No, right? now I'll just be mm. bloody. That arm, it'd just be like a stump just hitting you. That dream has dissipated. It's gone, you guys. I'm not into robots anymore. I never was. That's Bean. That's, That's Bean. Uh, bean at kroc.com. Definitely Bean. Mm-hmm. You guys, this study made me real sad. A new study has found that marriage makes you healthier because your spouse encourages you to take care of yourself. Ohio State University interviewed 90 married couples about their health and found that straight women, lesbians, and gay men tend to check on their partner's health and encourage them to go to the doctor. So straight women, lesbians, and gay men. So who am I leaving? There's a group that you're missing. Oh, here it is. Meanwhile, straight men seem to take a backseat when it comes to their health (laughs) and their partner's health. You dudes aren't asking your wives how they're feeling. Why do they have to just single certain people out? That's not cool. It's horrible. But it brings into play, you know, women tend to be... The nurturers, of course. motherly, that type of thing. And men don't feel like that is their role. But maybe ask a sister every now and then how she's feeling. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. <laughs> that was a sad study to read that this morning. a sad study. Good Lord. Also sad. Is Lindsay Lohan hitting up Facebook for gigs? Apparently, her reps are reportedly looking for deals for the out-of-work actress, reaching out to publicists and Facebook, saying she's looking to rep brands, maybe fashion, beauty, car, lifestyle, fitness, food, drinks, entertainment, media, tech. But you must have a substantial budget. She's not going to just right? pour out your brand for no- next nothing. She needs to get paid. I just feel like people who are begging for for work on yeah. Facebook shouldn't mm-hmm. really be that picky. Maybe tone down the substantial budget and just write, yeah. must have budget, or send me free stuff of whatever I'm saying I'm <laughs> One doing. One box of whatever I'm promoting. Exactly. Pop-Tarts, love them. <laughs> you know, easy. Easy peasy. Slow your roll is what I'm saying with that whole thing. Who's with me? It's a good tip. Good tip, you guys. And Justin Timberlake, that whole I've got bruised vocal cord situation, not getting better. He's now had to cancel uh, four more concert dates, and he keeps pushing them back to February, which is when the tour is supposed to end, the the dates that he will be making up. Mm -hmm. So he's pushing them back to uh, February when Man of the Woods tour is scheduled to wrap up. So it could go even longer if he winds up getting better and does these makeup dates, but... I, I, I'm not. I'm not a doctor. What? Guys. I know. I know. I put it on my resume. But if you've got bruised vocal cords and then you think they're getting better, you do a show and then they're back to being bad. Maybe stop doing the shows in between. Maybe take some time off. Maybe take some time. Maybe say, "Hey, Man of the Woods tour." How does 2019 sound, everybody? And everyone's going to be like, nah, "I planned everything around the JT. This sucks. Get over it." That's what I'm saying. There. You're having all, all parts of this conversation in yourself. 
I figured it all out okay. for him. So just uh, just do that. Allie got too much sleep last night, you guys. I, really, I fell asleep at 8.15, and I didn't wake up until one minute before my alarm. That is unheard wow. of for me. I wake up That's two, a miracle. two to three times per night, and I go to bed usually 10.30, 11. I don't know what happened last night. I believe I drugged myself. I didn't. It's it's exhausting. I have to be happened. honest. I hope it doesn't happen again. <laughs> <laughs> it's wiping us out. I'll tell you that. My alertness is wiping yes, you out. I'm happy for you. I get it. I get it. Yeah. I'm picking up what you're putting down. <laughs> Some birthdays for you. Jack Osborne, Matthew Reese, Parker Posey, Tara Reed, Gordon Ramsay, SZA, Against Me singer Laura Jane Grace, and our own Jensen Carp. Should I play it? Absolutely. And now, a moment with Jensen. H plus OH equals? OH2. H2O. (laughs) H2O. (laughs) Well, pretty sure that's going to get pulled. (laughs) That was a moment with Jensen. Oh, happy birthday, Jensen. Happy honeymoon, Jensen. Come back to us at some point if you feel like it. I mean, whatever. I'm not the boss of you. That's what's happening. Thanks, Allie. And your drive home today, listen to the commercial-free 5 p.m. hour or random act of helpfulness from these so-called helpful Honda dealers. Tomorrow morning, an all-new Kevin and Bean show. People are dumb. Brand-new internet roundup. We have Keep It 100 because it's Friday. And also because it's Friday, the K-Rock Almost Acoustic Christmas. Just a reminder, goes on sale at noon. Call now. Tomorrow. No, no, not yeah. now. And don't call. Noon tomorrow. <laughs> you can buy <laughs> tickets for both nights at the K-Rock Almost Acoustic Christmas. It's the Kevin and Bean Show on K-Rock. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.